Welcome to the podcast Impacting Care, brought to you by the Novo Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation, a non-profit grant-making organization. My name is Henrik Denzer, I'm a journalist based in Copenhagen, and I'm also living with hemophilia myself. Today we're going to Romania and especially the beautiful and historical northern part, also known as Transylvania. In the city of Cluj-Napurga, we find our guest today. He might be young of age, but he has already achieved a lot as a doctor. And he has a lot of experience. Welcome, Dr. Cipian Tumulesa. Can you please share a brief introduction about yourself? I'm a clinical hematologist at the Ion Kirikuts Oncology Institute in Cluj-Napurga in Romania. I graduated from medical school in 2011. Afterwards, I did two years of postdoctoral research in internal medicine uh, at the Johns Hopkins University in the United States. Then I did my residency in clinical hematology, and afterwards uh, I remained in the hospital at the local oncological institute uh, to treat both uh, patients with hematological malignancies as well as patients with uh, benign hematological diseases, including hemophilia. Until recently, people with hemophilia living in the northern part of Romania had to travel for six or maybe nine hours to receive diagnosis and care at the nearest hemophilia center. And a national registry was not available. But thanks to Dr. Cipriani and his team, the knowledge has improved within a very few years. No doubt Dr. Ciprian could have chosen many different lines of career. So I asked him, why this one? Uh, hemophilia in the adult center in Cluj-Napoca is treated in the Oncology Institute because most, uh, like 100% of the faculty from our department of hematology in, uh, at the Yuliu Hatsigano University are affiliated with the Oncological Institute. So afterwards, apart from uh, taking care of cancers and uh, hematological cancers, the most experience with uh, treating uh, hemophilia in our region, not only in Cluj, but uh, almost uh, most of Transylvania, is uh, in our department. So that's how I met this disease and got to got to love it. You just finished a project with the Novo Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation. Before the start of the project, what was the journey of a person with hemophilia living in Transylvania? Before being lucky enough to coordinate and to take care of this project, Patients with hemophilia could be properly diagnosed, could have been properly diagnosed in Transylvania if they traveled to Bucharest at the Funden uh, Oncological Institute or in Timisoara at, or at Buziash. So patients in the northern part of the country didn't have access to state-of-the-art diagnostic uh, procedures. Patients were forced to travel either by bus or by train for five, six, seven, eight hours, maybe more to have access to monitoring, not only diagnosis, as well as to receive their treatment. As well, apart from uh, replacement therapy, as well as have access to more complicated uh, or um, additional procedures, including dental surgery, orthopedic surgery, physiokinetotherapy, etc. After this project, our department in Cluj was upgraded and we've set up, uh, set up a new laboratory, dynamic laboratory, that... Uh, 
took part of the patients that were very far away from either Timisoara or Funden, like also Transylvania, Ardeal region, northern Moldova. So Moldova being the eastern part of the country. A part of the project was to diagnose or even re-diagnose patients. Why did you want to do that? The previous diagnosis was made uh, before on very basic coagulation assays like bleeding time and APTT. The Novo Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation grant allowed a more correct diagnosis with the introduction of more advanced assays, including the coagulometric and as well as the chromogenic assays, as well as the ability to measure the levels of inhibitors. So how many have been diagnosed or even re-diagnosed since the beginning of the project? Since the beginning of the project, we've diagnosed or pre-diagnosed more than 150-200 patients, uh, new patients with hemophilia. But not only hemophilia, but also other rare coagulation disorders. So we've diagnosed or re-diagnosed also patients with congenital factor 7 deficiency, uh, with uh, von Willebrand's disease, uh, one patient with factor 12 deficiency, which is very, very important. We've also diagnosed uh, various patients with acquired hemophilia, so five patients with acquired hemophilia and uh, also factor 9 deficiency. Were the patients surprised to get another diagnosis? This project allowed a more advanced diagnosis of hemophilia with inhibitors, for example. And this small subgroup of patients were surprised and their treatment was adapted and are today at the beginning of uh, early 2022 to be this treatment is more correct. For the patient, Uh, this more advanced laboratory in this project means, in a nutshell uh, word, a single thing, trust. With a more correct diagnosis, they trust more the physicians and the laboratory, and that are more compliant to, to treatment. Before this project, uh, the entire country, at a population of 19-20 million people, they had only two uh, correct laboratories, and this is pretty much Utterly unacceptable for the entire country. Even three, even four, five accurate laboratories, it's too little for uh, diagnosis. It's true, a rare disease, but uh, for people that actually have it, it's uh, it's important. Not not only to diagnose, but as as well to monitor this uh, monitor this patient. So it sounds like life is easier now for patients in Transylvania. Yes, is, easily or easier. I think they can access treatment easier. It depends. Uh, right now it depends on where exactly they are. Of course, by opening a new center in Cluj, we've uh, opened a new center for most of the patients in the northern part of the country. It's easy for patients that uh, are in Cluj or in the surrounding region. It's still not easy enough for patients that are uh, Uh, living at a distance of more than 250-300 kilometers in Botoshani or uh, northeastern part of the country, where we hope to expand uh, our uh, our facilities and uh, further improve the therapeutics for these patients. As part of the project, you also had to train around 150 healthcare professionals and your own team, both at home and abroad. It must have been a challenge when you had the pandemic too. We actually started preparing for this project uh, when the pandemic started and we had preliminary talks with Professor Coriu from uh, the Carol Davila University in Bucharest about the project before the official start of the pandemics. And uh, we decided to upgrade our situation in hemophilia because uh, 
to be completely honest, even if uh, Romania was part of the European Union, the diagnostics and uh, maybe even treatment options were not at the correct European level of 2020. And because uh, because of this, we were considered and we still probably are considered an emerging country in comparison with other countries like Scandinavian countries, uh, Western Europe, United States, Canada, etc., So uh, we were lucky enough to find the Nova Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation as this foundation has a long tradition in uh, helping developing regions, uh, uh, developing uh, countries even uh, to overcome these uh, problems and to modernize their infrastructure. So COVID pandemics, uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus uh, pandemics, uh, indeed it slowed us down. And we weren't uh, optimum in uh, at the beginning of the project to do our mobilities because worldwide traveling was uh, forbidden or was uh, much uh, much slowed down. But once uh, the vaccination process began and uh, people were allowed to travel again, we started uh, by sending our laboratory physicians to the University Jagalonian University in Krakow, where we have an excellent collaboration of Professor Zdriarska from the laboratory hematology. And afterwards, they also went to Saint-Étienne in France, where they also did their training in laboratory medicine. Uh, so this is actually the international training. We also sent people for international meetings. We've brought uh, keynote speakers from outside the country, even outside Europe, to give uh, classes, to give lectures to both PhD students, young uh, resident physicians, young la- resident laboratory physicians, uh, nurses also uh, in uh, hemophilia diagnosis and treatment. And we also uh, managed with the collaboration, excellent collaboration with the uh, Funden Clinical Institute in Bucharest to send people to receive training in the more experienced laboratory in the cap- capital city. You're listening to the podcast Impacting Care, brought to you by the Novo Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation. Today we're talking to Dr. Ciprian Tumulese from the city of Cluj-Napoca in Transylvania in the northern part of Romania. Another objective was to establish a national registry in Romania. What challenges and opportunities did you meet along the way? Some registries existed a little bit, but they were sporadical. Uh, Professor Sherban from Timisoara tried and uh, succeeded to a certain extent to establish registries, but they had the problem of continuity. And also another problem with the registry, it was that it wasn't an uh, online electronic database. So it was very hard for somebody that was 500 kilometers away to enroll the data of a patient. By setting up an online platform, we attempted and partially managed because we are still uh, working on this project even if it formally ended to enroll as many patients in the registry this is a big problem in Romania not only in hemophilia but in most diseases including cardiovascular disease gastroenterology neurology oncological diseases diabetes etc we lack national registries and because we lack national registry we lack very accurate concrete data on uh, the prevalence of certain diseases, on the treatment, on how correct patients are treated in various cities. By uh, establishing this registry, uh, we enrolled patients from the big centers of Romania, Cluj-Napoca, Fundeni, Timisoara, Iași also, 
and we are beginning to have an idea on the actual landscape of hemophilia in our country. How did you manage to convince the other three main national hospitals in Romania to adhere to the National Hemophilia Registry? So, uh, first, very important was the advocacy and the patient patient, uh, organization support because they were able, before we personally, to sensitize the other uh, heads of departments and uh, doctors that... uh, play a role in hemophilia management from other centers on our registry. Also, we set up a national guidelines of treatment, diagnosis and treatment of hemophilia in Romania when we published these guidelines both for congenital hemophilia as well as for acquired hemophilia. And uh, by uh, uh, adding as co-authors and by asking the contribution of each individual uh, person responsible for hemophilia management from each academic center, different academic center, we stimulated them and we offered them the opportunity to publicly uh, affirm their treatment and also to improve their international visibility. But doctors are busy treating people and prefer to treat patients rather than typing data into a computer. Did you experience that too? I can completely understand because physicians are very busy and uh, uh, doctors in Romania are extremely uh, sometimes overwhelmed by the amount of uh, work they have to do for patients that are today in the hospital. So when I uh, told them to retrospectively add data and look for patient charts and uh, remember what they did or look in the charts and add uh, enroll patients from the past and their clinical information, both clinical and laboratory information, at first they were a little bit reluctant. Afterwards, we, uh, we collaborated very well in some of them by insisting again and again and also by providing the actual support. So we've sent PhD students or resident physicians from uh, from Cluj that have a special interest in hemophilia. We've sent them to their hospital and asked for their permission to have access to the data. After filling in the GDPR consent and uh, all the paperwork, they had access to the clinical information. So even if the doctors from a certain hospital, let's say Hospital X, were very busy, They were kind enough to provide access to the patient information and my colleagues just uh, enrolled the patients in the, in the registry. As part of the project, you also developed a mobile health technology for hematology and other coagulation disorders. Why did you do that? We used this idea especially during the COVID pandemics because, uh, because of the pandemics we all had And everybody knows that we had a lockdown period in which uh, people were not encouraged to travel except if it was a medical emergency. And not all hemophilia patients have medical emergency. Not all of them have acute bleeding. Some some of them that receive prophylactic treatment or they just need monitoring and they are feeling well, do regular sports, have an active life. Theoretically, going to the doctor for just a prescription, if they are perfectly fine, it was not considered a very big medical emergency. So this mobile health technology is actually an application that is considered pretty much similar to a drug in which uh, the physician is very well connected to the, to the actual patient. Still, 
this technology can only be applied in the younger population group where access to smartphones and iPhones and uh, more evolved technology is easier and uh, where it's actually it's not only easier but easier, easily more easily understood and uh, and used the romanian ministry of health visions or objective is to reach zero bleeds by 2027 how close are you to reach that objective we are still pretty far but not that far as we were a few a few years ago so with the help of the patient organization the advocacy level was very high And uh, afterwards, the Ministry of Health approved a very high budget for treatment in hemophilia patients. So uh, right now in 2021, almost 2022, uh, hemophilia patients have access to a wide variety of uh, new molecules, uh, including extended half-life, including monoclonal antibodies, uh, not yet to gene therapy, but still I don't think we're very far away. The landscape changed dramatically in comparison to what it was available 10 years ago. And hopefully in the next 10 years, hemophilia in Romania will be not considered a disease anymore, but a condition. All in all, it sounds like the quality of life has improved drastically. We have a lot of, like in the younger population, uh, hemophilia patients that are treated correctly and uh, they can achieve a better education they have a better better job most well paid they achieve their their full uh, uh, potential and then their social life can is much improved and they can pursue their own hobbies including hobbies that require a very high physical level not only playing chess or playing a video game but also hobbies that involve a high level of physical uh, effort like including uh, climbing hiking going mountain biking or basketball playing etc so what will be the next step for the treatment of care for people with hemophilia in romania so the next step is pretty much uh, we already have a good diagnosis or a better diagnosis that we had like a few years ago. And the next step is to increase the multidisciplinary team for hemophilia patients and also involve uh, surgical healthcare professionals, both smaller surgery as well as bigger surgeries. And when I refer to bigger surgery, I refer to orthopedic surgery, where they can uh, have the courage, the training, so they can uh, fix the joint problems of elderly population with hemophilia and I also refer to less invasive surgical procedures and I mean here both microsurgery as well as dental surgery and dental healthcare because uh, dental healthcare is very important for hemophilia and not of hemophilia patients I mean all of them at least at least once in their life they went to the dentist and the dentist was a little bit reluctant to do simple procedures like removing a cavity or uh, simple dental procedures. The situation for people living with hemophilia is, as we know, very different from country to country. But what would be your best advice to other countries trying to improve access to treatment and care? So if I were to choose as an advice, I would choose two very important take-home keywords. And these ones would be perseverance, so don't give up, even if it may seem uh, impossible or very hard. And also communication with other centers and other uh, 
doctors, physicians, nurses, etc., in order to achieve their goal. And will you yourself continue working with hemophilia and other bleeding disorders? So I still have 39 years until I retire. So hopefully, yes, hopefully I'll be healthy enough to continue my, my, my projects. And once I retire, I can say proudly that I did an acceptable a good job. Well, you're still far from retirement and have already achieved a lot. I'm sure you will be able to look back and be proud. Dr. Chibrian, thank you very much for being with us from the city of Cluj-Napoca in Romania. Thank you. This podcast is intended for informational, educational, and inspirational purposes only. Please speak with a medical professional before making any health-related decision. Interviews in the Impacting Care podcast series are with project partners, people with blood disorders, and volunteers who are impacting care together with the Novo Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation in low- and middle-income countries. Guests have not received any compensation. The views expressed here are those of the people being interviewed. Enjoy, share, and subscribe. <laughs>